Welcome to Sounds from the Shadows, the podcast where the shadow girls, that snoring is my dog's choir. <laughs> uh, this is a podcast where the people from Tales from the Shadows, the shadow girls, we get together, we talk about stories, narratives, fairy tales, folklore, weird stuff. I'm Emily. I'm Orla. I'm Georgia. <laughs> and today we're going to be talking about the things you find in the sea. The mermaids Ooh. and the murrow people. <laughs> there's, there's loads of creatures associated with water and water creatures because sort of like water covers like two thirds of the earth is that right? yeah pretty much yeah. yeah and also Ireland obviously being an yeah. island and Ireland. having been so for so long in history yeah, yeah so the, almost all of our time <laughs> indeed <laughs> the whole time <laughs> so there's lots of stories about people and creatures living under the water and today we're going to focus on one particular type the mermaid or in Ireland we call them the murrows uh, we have stories about murrows going back for ages in all different types of forms. Uh, but one of the most famous stories of the murrow is the soul cages. Now, this is a story with a bit of controversy because it may have been made up by someone, but it does seem to tie in with a lot of folk beliefs. And uh, a writer called Jane Talbot, she in her book, The Fairy Thorn, she rewrote um, and used a lot of the fairy lore to make new stories. And she has one about the murrows. And it starts with a pretty good description of what murrows and murrow maids are like. Mm-hmm. And Orla is going to read it for us. Okay. The murrow maids in the big deep were fishtails that could outshine the blue of any mackerel. They were gifted with voices that could charm a walking man's heart so wide open that it would never close. They had the mystery of the ocean in their soothing green eyes and an eternal summer in, the, in every waterfall of their glistening golden hair. There was nothing more beautiful in the sea, on the land or in the skies than the Murrow maids who lived in the big deep, in the waters between Murloc Bay and the Mull of Kintyre. But the Murrow men weren't beautiful at all. They wore slimy brown fishtails and had barely their burning red eyes that were so close together you'd go cross-eyed if you looked at them. They had sharp muddy green teeth that lazy leaned in all different directions. They had tangled weed hair and snouts that any pig would be proud of. There was nothing uglier in the sea, on the land, or in the skies than the Murrow men who lived in the big deep, in the waters between Murloc Bay and the Mull of Kintyre. Because the Murrow men were so ugly, the Murrow maids tried as hard as they could to get themselves stolen from the sea by the walking men. When the sea was calm, they laid themselves out on the rocks closest to the sea so that the walking men could wade out to them. And when the wind was still, they sang their best songs so that the walking men were enchanted by them. The murrow maids tried as hard as they could as they could to marry a walking man so that they did not have to marry a murrow man. The murrow maids, soft, butter, heart, loved the walking men, but the murrow men hated them. They hated them for stealing their women from the sea. They hated them because even those Merrow maids who did not get stolen from the sea only took a Merrow man for a husband to get with child. If a Merrow maid took a Merrow man for a husband, she would not let him feel the springtide waves of her heart. Instead, she would scorn him and small him right down, and then, as soon as she had her Merrow child, she would leave him. <laughs> no! Oh, do you know it? So that is from The Fairy Thorn by Jane Talbot. Uh, it's a great book, a great collection of stories. I really like it. I mm-hmm. wrote part of my thesis I about it. Need to get one of those. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it's... you can borrow the copy if you like, or you can get them in most good bookshops. Shout out. Little plug. Yeah, it's just, it's so weird that it's 
like obviously it's a trope isn't it yeah. like beautiful women, women ugly men, men and you know the women are being stolen by the other men and whatever they're coming yeah. here taking our jobs you know, taking our women exactly you know that it's just because this this is what like super old yeah yeah it's like that and that's <laughs> yeah there's the scientific a lot, definition yeah, there's a lot of stuff about uh you know the mermaids and how beautiful they are but in a lot of descriptions there they're, they're always told beautiful. They're also kind of weird because they have, they have green hair mm-hmm. to begin with mm. and slightly scaly skin because you know, they live underwater and their fingers, um, I can't remember who, but one of the authors describes them as they have a webbing between their finger like that between an egg and a shell. Oh! Which is kind of that like really thin membrane-y yeah, yeah sort of slimy oh yeah, which is kind of creepy but they're also described as beautiful and beautiful singers. Yeah. And well, the Mero Maids are beautiful. The Mero Men are almost universally disgusting. Disgusting. <laughs> Pig-faced little creatures. Yeah. I wonder why. It's sort of that fetishization of the other, isn't it? Yeah. You know, where it's like, yeah. the women are always so stunning. Yeah. And so suddenly they become damsels in distress. Yes. Unfortunately, they have to be rescued. Yeah. Which, yeah. which is another bad trope. And it also varies between sometimes like they have a fishtail, like you know, your traditional mermaid. Mm-hmm. Or they have two, like the Starbucks mermaid. <laughs> or sometimes they have legs. And it's sort of, it changes. So yeah. either there's a lot of creatures living in the sea or murrows can be as varied as humans. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, the thing that always got me is that, like, you know how they start? Like, some sailors are going out, out out in the ocean and they stop and they see this beautiful woman. And it's like, well, you know, would you not just question that a woman is swimming out yeah. in the middle yeah. of the ocean? <laughs> you would have Something's you know? not right Something's here. not okay. Yeah. Go save her. Yeah, I think though, um, in Christopher Columbus, in his voyage and his sailor scenes, when they're keeping the records, they describe, you know, seeing these mermaids. And they, they recognise that they were manatees or mm. porpoises or something. Um, but I think he has it in like, so mermaids. They're not quite as beautiful as they've been described. <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of like, okay, fair. Yeah, fair enough. Fair. I mean, like, you've been at sea for a while. If you're starting to think that looks like a woman. <laughs> also, God if you've been you. promised these, you've like, You've been promised this gorgeous <laughs> Starbucks cup girl. <laughs> and you get a manatee. Yeah. It's going to be a bit let down. It's a bit of fault advertising there. Yeah. <laughs> the most famous mermaid story, obviously, is The Little Mermaid. Because yeah, Disney turned it into the film and it's under the sea, da 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 da, don't want to sing too much, don't want to get sued. <laughs> uh, the Little Mermaid. And, I mean, I grew up with the Disney film. Did you guys have... Yeah, I did. Yeah, she is my yeah. Disney idol. Oh, of course. Obviously. Obviously. Red the, hair. The red hair. Yeah. yeah. Um, the only one that I could look up to. <laughs> yeah, like, everyone loves The Little Mermaid. Like, it started the Disney renaissance and all things. But the Hans Christian Andersen story is... Dark. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I mean, most people who sort of like look into fairy tales and things, pretty soon they come across, oh, The Little Mermaid, The Twisted Story. But it is so weird and just graphic. Yeah. Mm. It's like, uh, we're not going to go through the whole thing, but just some of the, the weirder points is, um, when she makes her deal with the sea witch, the sea witch cuts out her tongue. It's not like a magical steal your voice thing. It's like, she actually's like, uh, yeah. which is, and it describes, like, when she gets her legs Every step she takes hurts. It feels like walking on glass because that's the price of feet. And yeah. that, that's the thing that got to me because, like, she already had a blood sacrifice. Do you know what mm. I mean? She lost her tongue. So I'm like, yeah. okay, that's payment. Tit for tat. Yeah. And then you have to go through your whole life. It's like sort of, I think it's sort of like a vanity, price of vanity thing, price of beauty. And also my theory that Hans Christian Andersen both hated and loved feet. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, the, the two... 
big stories, Red Shoes and Little Mermaid, both involve women spending a lot of time on their feet yeah. and suffering terribly uh, yeah, for it. Not really enjoying it at all. We really shouldn't yeah. just... Like we should just not stand up at all. Yeah, yeah we anything. shouldn't move. We should, we should stay crawl. there. Yeah. yeah, we should. We should. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but then the the end of The Little Mermaid is, you know, the prince, he's taken her in and stuff, but he's not in love with her. And cause, just because, you know, you save someone's life doesn't mean they're going to fall in love with you. Yeah. Which can be a bit sad, but I also think it's kind of, in some ways, like, you know, in a lot of the fairy tales, it's, and the prince saved her and so they mm. got married. It's sort of, I mean, you feel sorry for her because like, she's 15 and she's gone through all this stuff. But at the same time, you can't make grand gestures to get love. Yeah. Mm. Which is kind of sad. I know. I do think yeah. that that's quite a nice message. It is. But it know. sort of gets blurred by the, <laughs> by the, the violence of the <laughs> yeah. death yeah. and the tragedy. I think yeah. it's an important yeah. lesson in that like, it, it makes it feel like love is sort of a commodity. So if mm-hmm. you do something big for love, you sort of like, you, you purchase it in a way. Yeah. And I think yeah. it's really important to get away from that. Or like changing but who you are sort of integrally. Exactly. For like, it's fine to make small changes if you want to, if they're healthy Compromise. or whatever. You know, make but like, you. Yeah. don't ever change yeah. who you are, you know, for at a, heart. Yeah, for yeah. a man, for a woman, for a mermaid. Because that relationship is not going to last. Yeah. Not gonna last. <laughs> um, and it didn't. It no. didn't. Because <laughs> uh, at the end, her sisters, they, they make a deal with the sewage. I think they, they give up their hair or something. I don't know. Yes, I think it was yeah. the hair in the book yeah. I had. Yeah, yeah they, they all, they, they get, apparently you have to give up some bodily part for the sewage to do something for you. And she gives them a magic knife. And if the little mermaid kills the prince and lets the blood splash on her legs, she'll have a tail again. She won't get a tongue. She'll never get her tongue back, but she might get her tail back. Mm. And she can't do it. So she turns into sea foam, which would be the end, because apparently more people don't have souls, which yeah. is a bit unfair. But angels or something have been watching and decided, rather than you know, interfering and actually doing something, they're going to give her another chance. <laughs> she gets to become a, an air spirit, and if she does 300 years of good work, she might earn a soul. Again, though, it's Might. like she's just being punished for I know, for, for nothing. For it's being like, for being a teenager, and to yeah. be honest, when you're a teenager with your first crush, we all you make mistakes. You do anything. Yeah. You I know. You you go. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll cut on my tongue for you. You didn't ask me to. You don't know who I am. But I'll do it. <laughs> I'll do it. I will. And you will psychically know that I'm the one <laughs> if I put enough angst into it. Yeah. <laughs> And then, yeah, and then she just has to go and spend 300 years trying to make up for her sins, yeah. which oh, I'm still confused Earn a soul. Yeah. Know, like, it seems to be a, a trope in a lot of the things that the mer underwater people don't have souls. Mm-hmm. Like, mermaids don't have souls. Murrow people don't have souls. Except one person. One of them. Uh, did you know in Ireland there's a mermaid saint? What? Oh, yes! <laughs> yeah, it's... It's an insane story. Oh, do you want to tell us one? Yeah, sure. <laughs> so it's um, it's the story of Liban, which means uh, like beautiful woman or something yeah, like I, that. Yeah, I know Ban means woman. Yeah, and then My Lee is Irish. like beauty. <laughs> Lee is like old Irish for beauty. Um, so basically she she was found in Loch Ney and she was turned into she was a normal woman and her family were on Loch Ney and uh, they the ship sank so all of her family died but she managed to survive for like a year under the yes, water a year and a day the magical time if, you, <laughs> do, if ma- you do anything for a year and a day something magic happens exactly oh, I sh- I'll remember that yeah, yeah. <laughs> so she she managed to survive somehow I don't know magic and she got turned into a mermaid 
Um, and, you know, so she was able to live in the lock. But she was um, transformed into half woman, half salmon. Specifically, specifically salmon. Yeah, specifically. The thing I wonder though is tasty. this is this like a, a human sized salmon or is it like human sized than <laughs> just just a little bit of salmon? I would, or maybe she's the size of a salmon. Oh, she's from just very small. Yeah, yeah. Um, spent too long in the wash. Oh, yeah, boy. Um, and then there was also there was something about it was her husband as well no her oh, no, dog her dog Sorry. the bit I love about the story is she's yeah. trapped in this underwater chamber thing for a year and a day with her puppy with her yeah. dog <laughs> yeah of course the, the dog also survived underwater which I like because in so many stories the dog dies I know they always yeah. have to let it go no the dog is fine the, the, dog's, <laughs> the dog's become an otter <laughs> that's the thing so like she's there she's a, like a, a, a salmon sized woman and then she's got an otter with her as well. And it's a um, massive otter. <laughs> and then so they're just chilling out in the lake, having a great time. And who should pass? It's like um, the messenger for St. Cumgall. I don't know. I think that's St. Comkill. Is yeah, it? Could be. I probably. Yeah. We have too many saints. We have too many yeah. saints. And they were doing too many things. <laughs> so um, they were swimming around and the ship passed. And it was a messenger for St. Comgall who was going to Rome. And she promised to meet at the seaport, which was Larnlock, um, after one year. And she was captured by a fishnet. Um, and then she was baptised by Cumgall and Typical. given... Yeah, I know. It's like, <laughs> you, I thought you were sound. I thought we were just going to chill out. I'd say hello, you'd pass by. It's like, no, going to catch you, going to baptise you. Yeah. Um, and she was given her christened name, which is Mirgen or Mirgelt, which is like seaborn or sea wanderer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So there's a Welsh name. There was a girl in my class at school who was called like Morwenna, which sort of meant like, which I presume comes from sort of like Mirwenna or something. Yeah. It's like yeah, yeah. The, the, the word for the, the foam at the very no. tip of the waves oh. and see like the white horses. Oh, Just that's nice. Cross culture. Cross culture. <laughs> but yeah, so she was captured by Cumgall and baptised, given her name Mirgelt, and then she is canonised. Of yeah. all things. Well, she uh, after um, she was baptised, she, she died, but she got a yeah. soul. Like, she sort of had the choice, okay, I can live for another 300 years or I can have an immortal soul. Yeah. Yeah. I'll try the soul. I'll try the soul. Yeah. I'll try the soul with a bit of lemon. <laughs> um, white yeah. wine. Suave with that. No. So she gets a soul and she is canonised as St. Mergen. And uh, her feast day is on the 27th of January. Ah. Oh, Damn it. Yeah, I know. So <laughs> anyone out there, you know, looking for a confirmation name? <laughs> Go oh, for yes. the mermaid. Go yeah. for the mermaid. Or anyone looking for a baby name? Oh, that'd be oh. really cute. Yeah, yeah that would though, be. Do you know anyone having a baby? No, uh, thank God. <laughs> though, though I do th- think naming your child an obscure and Irish name, because Irish spelling is just... Yeah. 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 yeah, I mean, if um, if the child's in Ireland, that's okay. But if they ever, even if they meet someone like me who didn't do Irish, yeah, yeah, yeah. we once uh, in school went on a holiday and we had uh, to, to like Switzerland or something to go so skiing, <laughs> and uh, there was a boy in our year called Chiliv. Like mountains. Oh, S L I A B H. Wait, I'm sorry. Who calls their kid mountain? 
<laughs> Obviously very cool people. <laughs> people have called their children North and Apple. Yes, oh, and, peaches. and Peaches. So actually, no, I think she needs quite a cool name. I don't know. Like, no, it's a cool guy. name, but when you like translate it back, <laughs> like, when you, but when you translate anything, like Emily is rival. Well, I mean, that does suit you. Like. It does. Orla's gold. Yeah, it's golden uh, hair. I'm sorry, golden. I'm going I'm to beat you guys here. Georgia means farm girl. I thought Georgia was a country. <laughs> okay, it's also two countries. There's a state in America that's really bad for human rights mm-hmm. records, and there's a country that Stalin is from, ah. and he was really bad for human rights. Yeah. Too, so like, Isn't there... There's, there's, also, no, there's also an island... Oh, South South Georgia is like it's sort of sort of South. It's off South America. I think it's like vaguely. I might be thinking. No, I'm thinking of Jordan. Yeah, no, Jordan's 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 like like, the Middle East. Yeah, no, but isn't there also an island near England? This will get edited. Oh no, that's Jersey. Jersey. (laughs) Jersey. (laughs) No, I'm not. Yeah, you can tell I didn't do geography. (laughs) (laughs) Oh dear. Um, yeah, so I think that'd be a great name. Yeah. yeah. And are we the only country with a mermaid saint? I um, mean... I know Warsaw has a mermaid on their crest, on their coat of arms oh. thing. Uh, the mermaid of Warsaw, I think it's Warsaw, um, because there was some legend about a, some fishermen who met a mermaid and they were like, having the laugh and then someone tried to capture her and they freed her and then when they were being attacked, she attacked them back and... <laughs> Good for her. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they basically when they're founding the city, they teamed up with a mermaid and they had fun. Which is why on their coat of arms there's a mermaid with a sword. Oh, yeah. that's but, um, brilliant. I, I guess think, I think we might be the only one with a mermaid saint. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's interesting, sort of thinking about like if you obviously take into context like the the size of the whole world and how many countries and regions are inland, and how I guess it's kind of in a way, relatively speaking, kind of unusual to have so much seaboard. Yeah. Obviously, somewhere like Ireland or I presume the UK as well, um, we, we have so much seaside. Yeah. And so, like, particularly back, like, in history when there wasn't so much of a sense of other cultures overseas, yeah. we haven't really managed to get into, like, deep sea waters and travel that far. Like, the sea must have been, like... Terrifying. Similarly <laughs> to us, like, deep space, essentially. It was just this horizon. Yeah. And you knew that if you tried venturing out there, you'd probably die. <laughs> and who knew what could be there? So yeah. with us, it's sort of like alien well, life forms. We actually... Sea creatures. We have better maps of the surface of the moon than we have of the ocean bed. Yeah. Really? Because the deep ocean oh, is still a bit of, of a mystery. Yeah. 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 You don't really know what is down there. There could, there could be mermaids. <laughs> but the interesting thing is that most cultures have some version of a mermaid. Mm. Or like, and even inland places that like they have river things like, um, oh yeah, th- like the Rhine maidens. There's a, there's a word for it in German. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I don't Rhine know. I don't speak German. Yeah. But yeah. Like, <laughs> they're sort of like river nymph mermaidy people. Mm. Yeah, but it sort of seems to be this thing where all, all cultures seem to have a thing of. Yeah, there's someone living under the water. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's what we can't see, yeah. and therefore it's fascinating. Yeah, mm-hmm. and there also seems to be that they that the females are beautiful, and men want to get with them. <laughs> what? Yeah, which when you think about, you know, fish and it doesn't make a lot of sense, but it goes into whole thing of fetishization. Like, what are we doing yeah. wrong? Like, <laughs> hello, hello, I'm here, we're right here. You don't need to go inventing like fish yeah. ladies. I guess. Well, I don't know. Maybe not to get into it too much, but if you think about um this sense of obviously you know sort of river people or sea people mm. not having souls, I guess in a way they would have been seen historically as sort of. Um, subservient, I guess, yeah. because yeah. they were like perceived as being less yeah. intelligent, and therefore I don't know, it's a I don't nice know, little then, sex life. <laughs> then even in like um, 
And they, they can't run away. They've got yeah, no legs. They've got no legs. They've got no legs. <laughs> but even in like the Odyssey, like Homer's Odyssey, oh. like the, the, the sirens yeah. are horrid and vicious and they lure men I to know. their death. And that's a See, big that's trope with mermaids. Like they're, yeah. they're either benevolent and lovely, like the mermaids being butter soft, or they're vicious. Like there's, I can't remember where it is. It's da- somewhere down in Wexford or Wicklow, one of the W's. <laughs> <laughs> and the name translates as the Port of Thigh. Ooh, because hello. The, yeah. <laughs> because basically there was this uh, lad, he was the son of someone, someone important. I think his name was Roth or something. I should have looked this up before. <laughs> but anyway, there was some lovely mermaidy Maroya women and they were calling out to him going, hey, come sing with us, swim yeah. with us, come out, come out, come out. And when he swam out to them, they drowned him and ate him. What? <laughs> and the only bit of him that washed back was his thigh bone. Oh. And so they decided, like, well, we will call this feet. place... Thigh. <laughs> so imaginative. Yeah. Yeah. Like a place where I live in Cork that's called Water Grass Hill. Yeah. But it sort of goes into... What the were whole, you thinking? <laughs> it goes into the whole, you know, uh, how, like, how Laura Mulvey male gaze thing, the, you know, the threatening other you either mm. fetishise it into something beautiful and sexual and sensual and you know, I want to like you in all sorts of ways and take your picture and yeah. write poems about you. Or we turn it into something vicious and dangerous. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and like, we've got lovely mermaids and then we've got cannibal mermaids. Yeah. But there's a fascination with them. But the cannibal, like, okay, so from the sailor's perspective, mm. do you know, I think cannibal evil mermaids make a lot more sense oh, because yeah. they needed to, you know, something to manifest their fear. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, like, yeah. And it's, you know, it's, it's, yeah, the yeah. same with like Poseidon was a person. Oh, yeah. You know, so it's like... <laughs> it's the allure of this the sea and the, the sea is a cruel mistress yeah a cruel mistress and like they have they need something to blame so if they yeah. blame the mermaids yeah that's grand mermaids and sea monsters it's not just like the scary inevitability yeah. or chaos of There's the ocean yeah. you know to, yeah. yeah they can yeah. rationalise a bit better yeah. but then all the sexy mermaids I'm just yeah. like uh, actually, are you bored? The <laughs> yes <laughs> they're, you're stuck on a ship for a while <laughs> you know but there's a the thing about you know the sexy mermaid mermaids as I think it was Queen Mary, Mary Queen of Scots. Oh, yeah. When she was captured, um, like they were sending out loads of propaganda and stuff because people were like, you've captured a queen and she's in prison and is this okay? One of the things, the propaganda, they'd have like pamphlets where they'd have illustrations of her as a mermaid. Oh. Sort of bare-breasted because she was, you know, really contrasting her with Elizabeth who was the virgin queen. Yeah. And then Mary, mm. she'd had three husbands. Yeah. Oh, and like, oh, she's a she's a slutty Catholic. Yeah, no. Queen of the Harpies. Yeah, <laughs> a, Catholic. a slutty Jesus Catholic Christ. mermaid. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. A slutty Catholic mermaid. Look at the... <laughs> That's my aesthetic. Yeah. That's the film they should have made. <laughs> That's, the film, <laughs> That's the film we're going to make. Yeah. <laughs> if anyone out there has a camera... <laughs> um, I, I'm, I'm sure there's a porn of that. Oh, I'm sure there is. <laughs> if there's not... <laughs> no! Oh boy! <laughs> no. All right. Um, on the theme of mermaids and men wanted to get off with them, uh, you have a very famous story. I do. So this is the Lady of Goleris, which is an Irish story about <laughs> a man called Dick Fitzgerald living in Kerry. So one day he was out smoking his pipe, and he found a beautiful marrow maid who was basking on the rocks. Um, he instantly fell in love with this girl. She had beautiful green hair and obviously very beautiful. And so he saw that she had, and this is kind of typical in Irish stories, that she had this magical little cap with her, which he obviously knew 
meant that when, when she was using this cap, she could swim underwater and breathe underwater. So the snake took the cap <laughs> and put it away um, so that he could sort of trap her on the land, obviously. So she stole, he stole the magic hat and, um, and obviously, you know, went up to the lady and was a bit like, come home with me because you've got nowhere else to go. And she was crying because she realised she couldn't go home. And so this poor young woman went back with Dick to his home and like, she was terrified. She thought that this man was going to eat her alive because obviously we have all these stories about like Mero people wanting to eat us. They probably had stories about us yeah. wanting and, to eat I mean, them. Yeah. We do eat fish. We I do mean, eat we fish. do. I mean, like, it's delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and so he took her back, took her back to the house, and uh, instead of eating her, he decided he wanted to marry her, as you do. So as you do, um, and it's he could the other. <laughs> he decided to start uh, affectionately referring to her as Fish because he was um, an imaginative fellow, this Dick Fitzgerald. Um, so he invited the priest over to the house to to, to marry them in the eyes of God, uh, but the priest arrived and was a bit like a uh, Dick. Mm-hmm. Uh, She's a fish. <laughs> uh, I don't know about this. <laughs> um, but eventually Dick managed to persuade or trick him into, into going through with the marriage. It's a brown envelope. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Say nothing, no. say nothing. <laughs> say nothing. Money was just resting in my account. <laughs> resting in my envelope. Um, and so they, he performed the ceremony. And um, the two of them were, were, were married um, and you know, sort of three years passed and they, they had two little children and um, Dick had hidden away the hat and thought he was fairly, you know, happily married and nothing was going to go around. But um, obviously the, the mayor woman, Fish, we don't have a better name for her. Every day she would, she would stare longingly at the sea because she, you know, maybe, maybe she, she learned a certain amount of happiness from the relationship, but let's face it, it was forced and she, she did want to go home. Um, and eventually she, she, she dug around and she managed to find that hat and instantly just ran away from, the, ran to the sea, away from the house and, uh, and went home. And apparently Dick never saw his marrow wife again, um, though it is said he waited for her. And he never remarried. Um, and this story, this 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 struck a little bit of a chord with me because I remember um, as a child, my parents showing me this amazing film that I can't remember in a huge amount of detail, but I remember being so struck by that it was called. It was something like the the secret of Rowan. Sorry, that's me bumber snoring. Oh, well, <laughs> we've got all the doggers snoring. <laughs> Clearly, they disapprove. But um, it was called the, the the secret of Rowan Inish, and it was sort of essentially about a little girl who was living in Dublin with her father who. Her, her her mother obviously has, has sort of passed away and she's she's her father's worried that she doesn't have a mother figure so she's sent out I think to the aunt and uncle or the, the grandparents out in the west <laughs> and um, it's essentially her going back through the memories of essentially um, I, I don't know if it's portrayed as real in the film but um, it's sort of portrayed that her father met what we call in Ireland a selkie which is similar to a sort of mayor person I don't yeah. know how you'd say it um, it's, it's a sort of a beautiful human who mm. Um, is also a seal. So they'll, they'll come out of the ocean as a seal, they'll shed their skin and bathe on the rocks. And if a man or a woman manages to take that skin and hide it, that selkie human is bound to them for life until they find that skin again. So this little girl was sort of the daughter of that, that, that partnership, yeah. but the mother obviously managed to find her skin and go back to the ocean. And there's, It's it's a beautiful film, and if you can yeah. find it, it's wonderful. I'm going to be looking it up tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I hope it's on Netflix. It probably isn't, but... 
I don't know, it might be it might be one of those ones that you know you might be able to find yeah. through the IFI or something yeah. like that. Yeah. But Nick Lally was in it. Oh was he? Yeah. Was he? Yeah. Oh no way. I because it's so long you know when you watch a film as yeah. a child and you don't understand yeah. the, the idea yeah. of actors. Yeah. It's just yeah. people, people, you know. Yeah. The, there is a sort of a thing between the Selkie and the Mero in the Meros have magic hats because why yeah, not? Yeah, th- that's the thing. It's like so are they just people then it's, without their hats? It's weird. It's like in one of the things when they were trying to like match up like basically monks trying to make sense of all the myths and things and going, Oh, what's what's history and how does this all fit in Christianity and um there's this thing called the Book of Invasions, which is basically about all the different people who came to Ireland because Ireland is a history of invasions um, of and at one stage there were magical people and various other magical people came and some of the magical people got chucked out and mm-hmm. they became murrows oh yeah so well, like that they, makes a lot of sense they sort of like adapted to being underwater but they have these hats that are red that have a name in Irish that I can't pronounce I actually I saw it in one of my stories as well and I was like I studied Irish I've no idea yeah. it's that older Irish yeah, it's a little yeah. Bit more so they have these magical hats um, that let them you know breathe underwater but if you steal the Murrow's hat they can't go back to the sea mm-hmm. which is very similar to the silky skin yeah. and there's there's lots of stories but you know the man who steals the hat or steals the skin mm. and the, the selkie or Murrow always trying to get back and this is a theme that shows up a lot like in Russia in particular they have swan maidens mm. and stories about you know the the man's out hunting and he sees the swans and the swans land and they take off their feathers and he steals the feathers and yeah. she can't go back to her swan sisters until she yeah. she gets her feathers. So it seems it's a it's a recurring theme. Just, yeah, just mm. men taking things off us. <laughs> <laughs> well, sort of this, this, this magical this magical skin or this talisman yeah. thing that lets you transform and be free. Mm. And if that's taken from you, you're your freedom is taken. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, it's interesting because there's sort of this idea of like stealing them, the, an object which belongs to them in order to bind them to you. But I, I feel like I remember reading that actually, I don't, geez, I don't know where I found this, but I remember reading that if a woman walks into the sea and cries seven tears, a selkie man will appear to comfort her. <gasps> really? Yeah. That's no, nice. Maybe I dreamt this, but I feel like that is something yeah. I did because I remember researching this a while yeah, ago. That sound, it, it's has there's the right, there's yeah. a certain amount of tears yeah. or something. Well, seven, seven is yeah. the the number, it's isn't it? It is, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, but it seems a lot nicer yeah. than just like you know nicking their skin yeah. and taking them forever. It's just like you walk in and then a selkie man appears yeah. and be like, "Do you want to yeah. have a cuddle?" Because <laughs> <laughs> they're seals and seals are really friendly. Yeah, they yeah. are. Yeah, they're really friendly. There was actually another film, another Irish film, um, "Song of the Sea." Song of the Sea, yeah. Yeah, which is it's a story again, similar to the story to the. Sorry, what was that noise? To the secret <laughs> of Ronanish, it's you know it's kids and the mums, you know the mums not around, and the dad he works on a lighthouse, and the boy has sort of these weird memories around the time his little sister was born, and basically they go on a, a quest because mm-hmm. everyone goes on a quest. But the mother was a selkie, and had her selkie skin and had to go back to the sea, but the the little girl doesn't really talk, but she has the song of the sea, and the song of the sea can bring back the fairies and the magic and the selkies. Oh. And it's beautiful. It's about the same people who did Secret of Kells. I yeah. think it's called yeah. Cartoon Saloon. Yeah, Brown Bag do um, Give Up the Your shorts, Sins. Give Up Your Old yeah. Sins. Or, yeah. What was that then? Oh, geez, you know, I've yeah. forgotten. Yeah, but they definitely did yeah. like, a few of them. But uh, yeah. that, it, it also does contrast with the thing that Jane Talbot wrote, mm. which we mentioned at the start. It's like uh, she seems to think that Merrow Maid just 
love walking men yeah. and land mm. men or whatever and then you hear all these stories of like women being entrapped or marrow yeah. maids being entrapped it's sort of and just, then running back home yeah. sides of her. I've just googled it it's Cartoon Saloon who did Cartoon Saloon who did Secret of Kells and Song of the Sea very good people yeah but there oh, is yeah. this it's sort of this two side it's like the two sides of the like are they beautiful butter soft mm-hmm. lovely people or are they evil cannibalistic things it's like the two sides of are they trying to get out of the water or are they You're trying to get into by the water, water. Yeah. or did they want to like yeah. just a great dalliance and they yeah. go back but their skin is yeah. stolen yeah. <laughs> but the like the Murrow men seem to universally be piggish yeah yeah. it's like they're like there's, there's one story the soul cages where it's just basically uh, this Murrow man has been catching the souls of the drowned men and it's sort of like you hear that when it's it's the thing Jane Talbot talking in that it's sort of it's quite vicious it's like their revenge for taking our women um, but in the soul cage story it's, it's more like he's like these things are floating around I don't really know what to do with them uh, look I'll put them in this this pot and tidy ha- up a bit yeah. I'll have a bit of a pint because he's also an alcoholic which is why their noses are red because they drink so much brandy oh, oh I didn't think about God. that yeah <laughs> yeah Oh, Despite living underwater, they drink a lot. Mm. Yeah, they drink like fish. Drink like fish. <laughs> I mean, I guess you couldn't drink the seawater because it'd be salty. So the yeah, most hydration you, can, you could you get. If you can breathe under the seawater, though. I mean, yeah. do you really need water? I, I'm, I'm just imposing. trying to defend the undefensible. <laughs> I think trying to impose any form of logic is yeah. not a good idea. It just it'll disintegrate like wet tissue. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we might do some other like stories about other water creatures and creatures that live in mm. the oceans. The more spooky ones as well. Yeah, Kelpies. <laughs> Kelpies. Yeah. Kelpies mm. and sea serpents that. and all the other fun things in the water. <laughs> Beware the deep. Beware <laughs> the deep. The woods are lovely. The water's lovely, dark and deep. Yeah. Is that a thing? Yeah. Yeah. Some, yeah. I'm sure there's a Shakespeare thing from The Tempest about full fathom five, thy father lies, of his bones are coral made. Those oh, are yes. pearls that were his eyes. Nothing of him but a sea chain. It's like we have Helmer in, in the room with us. I, I only know. remember that because we, I was in a choir and we were singing a, a version of it, which was a setting of it. And I also I did the leaving set the year that Sea Changes was on it. Oh God! Oh, you poor thing. Oh God! Did you? No, I did Barry. I did the other year. I did right. whatever it was called. I can't Horrid. even remember any of the music apart from that. You know, retrograde. So he's come up with this one theme, yeah. And I was going to play it backwards mm-hmm. and upside down. Yep. <laughs> it's uh, like you—you you literally wrote this for a leaving cert, didn't you? Yeah. I yeah, yeah, do yeah. music for the leaving cert. Uh, I feel uh, quite privileged. You—you yeah. you were spared. You were spared. Oh, yes. So I also got to do Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Very sweet. Just oh, studying yeah. that. I did Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. It was very cool. Oh, nice. I feel like there'd be yeah, a lot. Year did I feel like there'd so. be a lot to study in that. There even was just from the lyrics. Yeah, yeah. Well, we didn't really do the lyrics. Yeah, to be honest. Music, like, yeah, we did um, just the bits of it. Yeah, and it was very good, very enjoyable. Yeah. So, so we've <laughs> got completely off topic. We will end it there. We have been tales from the shadows. We've been talking about murrows and mermaids. We've been reading uh, extracts from the Fairy Thorn by Jane Talbot. Also, the Lady of Gollerts, collected by collected by T. Crofton Croker. <laughs> Who was a collector who... What a name. Yeah, he was a, an interesting character. We'll talk more about him later. <laughs> next time. And uh, the snoring has been courtesy of Squire, Bunbury and Mimi. <laughs> I have been Emily. I was Orla and I still am. <laughs> I've been Georgia and I, I, I hope I, I still am. <laughs> Beware the sea. <gasps> Ooh.